Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, and the companion text, Act 6, verse number 8. Shall we read together as a family, the living Bible, boldly, courageously, and loudly? 1, 2, 3, go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Somebody shout amen. amen. Act 6 verse 8, 1, 2, 3, go. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Once again, one, two, three, go. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. For an assignment, Wonders Producing Faith, Part 3B. Wonders Producing Faith, Part 3B. Abba Father, it is unto you alone. We're gathered today. I beseech you once again to take a coal of fire. From the altar of heaven, place upon my lips and my tongues of clay, that I will come to your people with a word from the throne of grace. And thus said the Lord, help me to go beyond my study, contemplation, and memory. I speak your very counsel. Move every man, boy, girl in this room, and those who are connected virtually from where we are to the place called destiny. With us always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. You may please be still in God's wonderful presence. Dearly beloved, it's been a most exciting past few days in the month of November as we began a surgeon, an adventure of recapturing this fundamental aspect of scripture called faith, 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 rediscovering the rudiments and recapturing the power, the potency of the subject of faith in the Bible. I've said over and over that faith is not just limited to people who call themselves the faith movement, but faith in reality is what the totality of Christianity is. The Bible says, it's standing upon in scripture, that they came upon a time where the priests were obedient to the faith. The priests were obedient to the faith, and that faith was synonymous to Christianity. The priests were obedient to God and to, to, to the faith. So we can say Christianity actually is summarized in the phrase faith. We see a very simple classic biblical definition in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. It is the evidence of things not seen. Two words should pop and jump at you. It is substantial. It is evidential. It is substantial. It is evidential. That which you expect and desire is your hope, but your faith will be a substance. Your faith will travel into your future and bring your expectations into your now. 
The Bible declares the expectation of the righteous man will not be cut short. That's why you must never fail to maintain the right expectation of your future. As a child of God, you're guaranteed that tomorrow will be better than today. No matter what you've been through in life from yesteryears up to today, you must know that as a child of God, there is a method to how God deals with his people and walks with his people. Proverbs 4, 18 declares the path of a just. The just means righteous. The path of a born-again child of God is guaranteed to shine brighter and brighter even unto the day of perfection. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Now, what that means is that your worst days are behind you. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't you believe that? Your worst days are behind you and your best days are still to come. So, so no matter how the good days were yesterday, I have a good news for you. God is about to do something even greater in your life. Jesus said to Nathaniel, I believe in John 6, John 2, I think it is. said, Nathaniel, you will yet see greater things. Can I prophesy to you people of God that you will see greater things in the year 2021? I know you're saying, wait a minute, 11 months are come and gone. What about mid-December? Well, you see, there is something about God. He crowns your year with his goodness. Uh, may you see in the next and the last month of the year what you've not seen in 11 months. Your amen sounds like it needs to be revived. May God do for you in December what you didn't see in 11 months of the year. Shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.1 in NLT says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith goes into the unseen realm and pulls out from the unseen realm into the scene and makes it become concrete. Listen, there are blessings with your name on it in the realm of the unseen. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ephesians 1.3 says that we have been blessed by God. With every spiritual blessings, where in heavenly places, where in Christ Jesus. So there are blessings with your name on it. Number one, they are in heavenly places. Number two, they are in Christ Jesus. That means it is secure that you are blessed. The car doesn't guarantee you to be blessed. You are blessed before the car came. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, when we talk about blessings, we think about the products of the fruit of blessings. Listen, listen. The trappings of the, the lifting, the healing, the breakthrough. They're only fruits that somebody is blessed. But until you carry the blessing, those fruits will not show up. But before the fruits show up, you have to know with much assurance you are blessed. Can somebody say, I am the blessed of the Lord? You may be in a garage, doesn't mean you're a car. You are the blessed of the Lord. They may call you, they never do well. You are the blessed of the Lord. The doctor may say you have some debilitating sickness that cannot be cured medically. Listen, listen, you are the blessed of the Lord. They may say you never carry your own child forever because something happened to your womb. Listen, you are still the blessed of what happened to you. What will happen to you doesn't determine whether you're blessed or not. If you're a child of of God, listen, you are blessed of the Lord. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, princes have royal blood flowing in their veins. Listen, there was a particular prince called Mephibosheth. He had royal blood of Saul flowing in his vein. But guess what? Mephibosheth was said to be in a place called Lodiba. He was a crippled son of the of king's kid. But yet still, he carried royalty in his blood until the time came when another king, David, by virtue of the remembrance of covenant with the, with the son of, with the, with the father of Mephibosheth, said, go and fetch Mephibosheth wife as a king's kid. He's going to sit with me at table and meet with me. Listen, listen. When he was in Lodiba, he still had royalty in his veins. When he sat with David and ate for the rest of his days, he still had royalty. I came to tell you, if you're a child of God, no limousine, no Mercedes-Benz, no jet, no yacht, no dress, no Gucci, whatever it is, whatever. You are the blessed. Somebody said, I am blessed of the Lord. You carry the blessing. And you see, because you carry the blessing, no matter where they throw you, you are going to come out. Joseph was blessed of the Lord. He was thrown in the pit. The pit rejected him. He was thrown into Polymer's house. It rejected him. He was thrown in prison. It rejected him. Why? You can't hold down a blessed man. Let me prophesy to you, wherever you are, the blessing is going to bring you up. From low places to high places. Don't mind what they say about you. Don't mind what they describe you to look like. Listen, I am carrying royalty in my faith. Somebody said, I am blessed of the Lord. Those who are blessed are unstoppable. Those who are blessed are irresistible. Those who are blessed are unkillable. Those who are blessed are unmolestable. Somebody shout like a believer. I am blessed. The blessing of the Lord running through your veins will make your body well today. Is there cancer? Is there HIV? Is there COVID-19? Listen, you are carrying the blessing and the blessing will eradicate every germ, every disease, every infirmity right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are too blessed to be stressed. Listen, shout I am blessed. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. Hallelujah. Because you're begotten of the word of the Lord. You're a chip of the block of the word. Let me say to you, stars of the story don't die. That's a word for somebody here. Somebody who has been hounded and pounded that you're going to die, that the devil will take you out. Let me say again, you are the star of your story and you are not about to die before your time. Listen, you will live and not die to declare the wondrous works of Almighty God. The Bible declares in Psalm 118:17, you will live and not die to declare the works, the wondrous works of your Father. Somebody said, I will live, I will not die. I will see the end of the year. The year will not see my end. If you believe, I clap your hands, oh, you saint. Shout to your God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse 1, the Amplified Classic says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, 
the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in this senses. So much meat to chew on here, but the word that jumps to my mind is is a proof, yeah? Being the proof of things not seen. Uh, and title deed, thank you, sir. Oh, my shataka. Faith is a title deed. Is a title deed. You see, what a title deed is, it assures you that what you hold in title does not only exist, it belongs to you. Shataka. So when faith gets a hold of your heart, and your spirit is an assurance that what you believe here exists and has got your name on it. I said in the first service, my wife and I have a particular property here in Abuja. We've had for quite a while, we have the CFO. But you see, I don't know whether it's because we didn't build anything there, still dilly-dallying. Our neighbors kind of felt, you know what? <laughs> this guy doesn't want the land, I want it, you know, right now. And the guy boldly, encroach into our land, build a wall around a chunk of our land, guess what? And today we're wondering what to do. Should we go to court? Da, 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 da. We have the legal title deed, but somebody has taken possession of what belongs to me. So sometimes you may have a title deed of something, but there could be somebody who has encroached a trespasser in what belongs to you. What will you do when you have the title deed to see your vote? But there's somebody who has sat on your property. Well, it means you have the legal document to go to court to evict the one who illegally is on your property. But until you undertake the legal process, you have title, but somebody has possession. Unfortunately, this is the case with many believers as pertaining the many promises of God in their lives. The many prophecies of God in their lives. They name it, they claim it, but an imposter, an illegal occupant is on your land. I dare say to you, beloved, there are promises and prophecies with your name on it assigned to you in this year. You must be radical enough to dispossess your enemies of your property and then possess what belongs to you. Obadiah 170 says, Upon Mount Zion, Zion is a type of the church where two or three are gathered in the name of the Lord. He says, I will be there in their midst. Because I feel like jumping. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be three things happening concurrently. There shall be deliverance. Upon this ground you are, I decree and declare, according to God's word, there is deliverance. Your amen sounds like it needs to be revived. Deliverance from every captivity. Whatever has held you bound up, get ready to be delivered right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yokes destroyed, burdens lifted, chains cut asunder. Why? This is Zion. All they that go to the Lord's house, they appear before God and they go from strength to strength. Strength to strength. There shall be deliverance. Number two, there shall be holiness. Number three, the sons of Jacob 
they shall possess their what? That sounds like tautology. How do I possess what I already possess? You see, as I said earlier, you have the legal tender, you have the promise, you have the prophecy, but somebody is there and somebody needs to be addressed to be dispossessed remind the enemy that healing is yours that promotion is yours that lifting is yours that breaking forth is yours that expansion is yours why the lord said it i believe it that settles it it takes some radical violence to dispossess your enemies as illegal occupants of your property, of your blessings, of your anointing, of your lifting, and then possess what belongs. That is what the fight of faith is all about. We're called not to a playfair in this life, we're called to a warfare. This, uh, uh, this life is a warfare zone. There are no demilitarized zones. Listen, you like, you don't like, you're already in the middle of an ongoing war. I don't want to fight, you got to fight. You have no choice. You are born into war, born for war. And if you want anything meaningful of your life, you better be ready to fight. Baba declares in 1 Timothy 6, 12, Oh, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life where you've been called and professed a good profession before many witnesses. You see, it's called a good fight. You are winning in this fight. I said you are winning in this fight. I don't know where you are right now, but you're coming out on top. If God be for you, Roger, if God be for you, who can be against you? Shout, God is on my side. One vote of El Elyon is more than a thousand votes against you in your village. Shout, God is on my side. If God be for you, who can be against you? That's why we praise him. We are sure that he is on our side. Faith. Foundational. But very key to victory. First John 5, 4 says that this, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith gives you the victory. Your faith causes what was hitherto said to be impossible to be possible. Mm. Mark 9.23 Jesus said unto him, Oh boy, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things? Some things? things. Few things? Most things? I, I want you for just a few seconds. Think of that most difficult season of life you've passed through in the year 2021. That dark spot. Unbelievable pressure the hell released against you perhaps. In your health. Marital destiny. Your finances. Your business. Your career. Think about it for a moment. Now I want to put it to you. That dark spot. That battle. That trial. Is inclusive of all things. And faith guarantees you victory in all things, including your faith. 
as your faith rises this morning because faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word as your faith rises this morning you are overcoming all things including your thing by the hearing of faith you realize certain things are dropping off without you even knowing right now under this atmosphere why the word of God is working when you mix the word spoken to you with faith it brings about result praise God he sent his word his word sent produce a result what deliverance and healing Psalm 107 verse 20 he sent his word his word healed and delivered so right now God's word being sent into this room and across the airwaves is producing both deliverance and healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ somebody shout amen, amen. all things all things are possible the Bible makes us understand again that it is by faith we please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, guess what, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Have you been seeking the Lord this year? Giving, praying, fasting, loving, evangelizing, witnessing, all of that? Well, there's a reward for seeking him. He's not as the sons of Jacob to seek him in vain. So call upon me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things. He has mighty things to show you in this season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, the only authentic source of faith is the word of God. We've seen that in our teaching the past few weeks. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. The way you got born again. Was to hear the gospel. Which is the good news. As the good news was preached to you. The good news produced faith in you. And with faith in you produced by hearing the good news. You rose up to believe and to confess Jesus as your Lord, and he became born again. Now, the Bible makes understand that our faith, our faith, our faith can either grow or it can shrink. Comparing faith to muscles, your faith can be strengthened and grow, but your faith can also become flabby and become weak. And it's really how you treat faith and the word that determines what your faith condition will be in the ministry of jesus in the gospels matthew mark luke and john jesus identified different levels of faith in people that he dealt with to some he said you have no faith to others said you have little faith to some he said you have strong faith to others said you have great faith he said to the centurion i've not seen such great faith before uh, the woman who asked for the daughters to be healed in Matthew 15 said, said uh, uh, such great faith I've not seen even in Israel. So great faith, weak faith, no faith, and small faith. So faith is in degrees. But what is important is that when we became born again, track with me please, everybody received the same allocation of faith. What is it? Romans 12 verse 3. Romans 12 verse 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Hear this, beloved. But to think soberly. Think soberly. 
according as God, wow, hath dealt, that means made available, dealt, dealt to every man or distributed to every man the measure of faith. Who, who, who was given? Every man was given what is called the measure of faith. Now what you do with that measure of faith will determine whether the faith will grow or it will shrink. But the beauty is this, and this is a source of encouragement, that no matter where my faith is, my faith can grow. Wow. It can grow. Because faith is like muscles. Faith is like currency. The more of it was it, currency of faith, I have today, the more I can do in the realm of the spirit. That's why as your faith has grown in certain areas of your life today, more than one year ago, two years ago, three years ago, the things that were very difficult to you three years ago by way of test, as they've shown up today, it's like a piece of cake. Why? Your faith has grown. Praise God. You must determine that your faith will grow, must grow. Because the growth of your faith guarantees you consistent, continual victory in the battles of life. This is the victory, not a victory. So faith is required to be victorious. So much that I believe, I receive, that settles it. Once again, I believe, I receive, that settles it. Let God be true, every man a liar. You see, when, when, when faith and fact meet in a court of justice, faith will topple over fact. Facts are real. You touch them, you taste them, you feel them. Uh, they're numbers, you know about them. They're, they're so real. But, but, but when faith rises up against facts, listen, facts will be silenced. Somebody once said that doubt, of fear knocked on the door but faith rose up to open the door by the time faith opened the door for fear there was nobody there why faith and fear can't stand together so when fear is trying to to, to haunt you and taunt you and bring all kinds of worry around you what you need is to build your faith when your faith rises there's no fear anymore praise god there's no fear anymore so the answer to our fears is faith Build your faith and fear will disappear. Fear will disappear. Do you know that fear and faith <laughs> produce things? What do I mean by that? God is moved by our faith and God is pleased with our faith. In like manner also, Satan is pleased with the fear of men and Satan moves at the instance of the fear of men. Job said in Job 3.25, For the thing which I greatly feared, in that, that thing has come upon me. So faith is a producer of good results, right? Hebrews 11.3, I think it is, 2 and 3. Likewise, fear is a producer of evil reports. You don't want fear to come anywhere near your heart. And the same way faith comes by hearing, please don't miss this ever. Listen, simple but true, profound. The same way faith comes by hearing the word of God as you're doing today. Listen carefully. Fear comes through 
a similar pattern hearing the words of Satan or the words outside God's word. We live in a very interesting world. Bible declare, describe this world as a world that lies in wickedness. 1 John 5.19 says the entire world lies in wickedness. Listen, the enemy is looking for constant ways to inject thoughts that will produce doubt in our hearts. The news we hear, Fox News, CNN, CBN, da 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 I'm not saying be ignorant about what goes on, but listen to news in a measured way. Measured. At the right dose. You know, there's a way you, you, you feed on some news for two, three, four hours on television. By the time you're about to sleep, you know your faith has been deflated. You need revival. Why do that to yourself for crying out loud? Why? But there's a way you stick your ears to the word. And here through the night, you wake up refreshed, renewed, revived. Why? Faith came by hearing and hearing the word. So what you hear determines whether faith is coming or doubt is coming. It's very important. Very important. Three things about faith I want to mention to you. We'll rise up to praise very shortly. Number one, how does faith come? Very simple. Comes by hearing God's word constantly. Number two, how is faith kept or preserved? Faith must be nurtured in our hearts. We learned earlier that faith is a function of the heart, not the head or the mind. There's a heart faith, which is biblical faith, and there's a mind faith, which is really wishful thinking. There's no guarantee that will come to pass. For faith to be faith, it must be founded on a scripture, on a promise. When you say, I'm believing God to be healed, my next question is, what scripture or scriptures are you basing your faith? I'm believing God, uh, what, to be divinely protected. I mean, it could be wishful thinking. The question is, what scripture or what scriptures are you basing your faith? You'll enjoy divine protection. So therefore, you must have the promises of God in your heart to have what to believe God for. So the more the promise you have, the more of scriptures you can anchor your faith on around. So faith comes by hearing, but faith must be nurtured in our hearts by meditation, by meditation, by pondering. Bible declares in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. That's how you keep the word in your heart. Keep it, keep it, guard it. Therein day and night. Day and night, yeah, means day and night. But you see, day and night means also the good times and the bad times. Nine seasons of your life are not so good. They're tough, they're difficult. The moments of test and challenge. So we read that weeping men endure through the night. But what? Joy comes in the morning. So he said, even in the night season when things are tough and hard, more bills than money, meditate. Even report from the doctor, meditate. The banker says no, meditate. In the tough times and in the good times as it were. So night and day, we must make it our lifestyle and our culture to ponder on God's word. Grit our teeth and grab God's promises. Let God be true, every man alive. So what happens that we may observe to do according to all that is written therein? For then, Thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Hallelujah. 
and then thou shalt have good success. So God is not against your prosperity. God is not against your good success. As a matter of fact, he is for it, but it comes from the word. There is success that is good. There is success that is bad. The good one is from God. He will keep it. The blessing of the Lord makes what? Rich. And what? He adds no sorrow. <laughs> so that means there are so-called blessings that are with sorrow. Kondaya. Huh? The Hebrews will give you the child, but the child comes out crooked. Mm, one leg twisted. But at 13, he's packing up. By 20s, it just, it's just wahala, as you say in Nigeria. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be a blessing, right? But it's with curses. But when God blesses, it's absolutely free of any kind of curse. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. It pays to wait. The song writer said, I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. You see, you see, when you wait, when you wait, there's something called in his own time. In his own time, he makes not some things, not few things, not most things, not many things. Katope. In his own time, he makes all things beautiful. You can't do anything about a man whose idea has come. Konda. That's a word for somebody here. A man whose idea has come. Maybe yesterday was not your idea. But today, somebody's, somebody's time for showing forth. John the Baptist was in the wilderness only for so long. In the place of obscurity. In the place of not being known. But the Bible says, at the time of his showing forth, boom, he appeared before Israel. Can I speak a word for somebody who dares to believe? Your night season has been long. I perceive and believe. Your night is about to give way to the breaking forth of a brand new day. You've wept for too long. You've cried for too long. You've sorrowed for too long. Get ready for the breaking of a new day. Where you were hidden, you are about to be revealed. Where you were concealed, you are about to be announced. Where you were rejected, caught up, you are about to be accepted. Where you were tolerated, you are about to be celebrated. Shout yes, I believe. We've been endure for the night. Somebody's joy is here. Somebody's day is here. You are going to walk out of this room and realize, wait a minute, some things have shifted. Come back. Your attitude, something shifted. The change broke loose under the atmosphere of the atmosphere. So wait a minute, I feel lighter. Wait a minute, I'm about to take the month of December as the last month of the year. Wonders, 2021, that's my reality. That's your reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three thing about faith I'll mention. Faith has to be released. Remember, you receive faith by God's word. You keep it, you nurture it by meditation. Right, right. Number three, faith needs to be released. Must be released. How do I release? How do I make my faith become active to produce for me, to work for me? Well, number one is through your words. Your words. Faith-filled words. 
With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. The Bible says, with your mouth, confession is made to salvation. Know this. This is Romans 10, 10 to 11. Just know that because of time. With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. But guess what? With your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Do you want to be saved? Believe and declare. Wow. What you don't say, you will not see. Write it down. What is too big for your mouth to declare is too big for your hand to take. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So when you find the promise, begin to declare. Begin to declare. Begin to declare. I am the head, another day. You may sound arrogant to somebody, but you just sound assured of God's promises. Arrogance is not the same thing as persuasion and conviction. It was said concerning Abraham, though for 25 years he was waiting for the manifestation of the prophetic word over him that he would be a father of nations. Listen, he said he was fully persuaded. Ah, he was fully persuaded. Romans 4, 17 to 19 begins to show us the journey of Abraham's kind of faith. He said he did not consider his body now dead. He was not weak in faith, right? Neither did he consider the womb of Sarah also dead. I mean, dead womb and dead, you know what I'm saying? Get together, you're going to shoot pellets. But guess what? Nothing is ever too dead for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. The same power that brought Lazarus from the grave four days is the same power that is resided in you. More than that, the power that brought Jesus from the grave is the same power that is in you. Romans 8, 11, If the same spirit kata, kata, that rose Jesus from the dead, if that same, the same, no, no, not a copy, no, not a duplicate, not a mini copy. No, the same. If the same, the same, the same spirit lives in you, it will quicken your mortal body. That means your joints right now have been quickened. Arthritis is on the run. Heart disease is on the run. Cancer, you are on the run. HIV, you are on the run. COVID-19, you are on the run. And the other disease the enemy will bring to the world, they want, they're on the run. Why? The same spirit that rose Christ lives in you. Please believe this is so. It is so. It's so. It's so. It's so. A day came a prophet, spoke a word, and said, By this time tomorrow, this famine will change. We'll move from famine to abundance within 24 hours. It's a very intelligent advice to the king. Say, ah, bah, prophet, what are you saying now? It's not common sense. You're very, log you're very logical. This does not meet economic principles of demand and supply. 24 hours? No, no. Prophet said, okay, stay there. You will see it. You will not enter it. Within 24 hours, as the word came from the Lord, the mouth of the Lord's servant, it was so. But this guy didn't walk in it. So learn to mix the word you hear with faith. Don't turn your nose down at faith. Ah, this, this faith. No, it is working. I can tell you catalog of stories in my 30 plus years of radical faith results. It doesn't make sense, but it makes God. May your faith produce by your declaration. Declare with me, I believe. I receive. That settles it. The next way to release your faith is by your action. Your action. Faith without works is dead James says 
James 2.20 Will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Verse 26, James 2.26 For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I want to highlight the place of praise and rejoicing as pertaining to your faith. Romans 4.19 says, concerning Abraham, and being not weak in faith. So you can be weak in faith, right? He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse number 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So unbelief will make anybody stagger at God's promise. To stagger means to waver. James says that you, you, if you're going to receive anything from the Lord, you cannot waver. You cannot move from one end of the pendulum to the other. You must be in the center agreeing with God's word. So he says, don't stagger. Don't let unbelief make you stagger. But hear this now. He says, but was strong in faith. So it wasn't weak, but strong in faith. How was he strong in faith? Guess what? Giving glory to God. Wow. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you a secret. I came back from my trip yesterday, you know, from where I went to. And I, I said, no, I, I, need to, I need to engage in some radical praise. So I got into my study, found a particular uh, praise on YouTube I, I like, you know. I put, it on, I put it on and I began to rejoice all by myself. Father, I thank you. You're good. You're kind. You're wonderful. You know why? You have to fight any trace of sorrow creeping to your heart. You know why? Joy is medicinal. Joy is a source of your strength. Oh, Katapa. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. The devil is a thief. He's after your faith. The devil is a thief. He's after your peace. The devil is a thief. He's after your joy. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your peace. Don't let the devil steal your faith. Be aggressive at maintaining joy. Listen, joy is not happiness. I can be joyful and not happy. Cut open. Learn to rejoice. Paul says, rejoice again. I say what? Rejoice. It's a secret. Says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Father, Lord, I bless you. I thank God for everything in unimaginable. L write it up. By the time you're done, my goodness, God, you're good to me. Wow. Everything that tried to steal your joy disappeared. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Maintain your joy in the next few days. Maintain your peace. Maintain your faith. Hallelujah. So this morning, want to ensure our faith is growing as we give God glory and praise. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. Ask the Lord to release upon you the garment of praise. The garment of praise. Father Lord, place upon me the garment of praise. Let me praise and worship you in spirit and in truth. Forgive me in every area of murmuring and complaining. You have been good. Every good gift I've seen in my life is from you. Wow. We're in prayer already? Oh yes. Oh yes. Whilst we're praying thus, Anyone here not born again, uncertain of your eternal well-being, your salvation, your same man of God, pray with me. 
I want to turn my heart, my life to Jesus. Or perhaps you are born again, but you know, you do need to recommit your life to the Lord to begin afresh. Raise your right hand wherever you are and place your left hand on your chest. Unashamed of Jesus, right hand, high up, left hand on your chest. Let's pray together. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you. And all those hands who are up now, please, at the end of service, join the first timers. I want to see you at the end of this. But let's pray sincerely. Church, join us. Let's engage our faith together. Everybody pray now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you, Jesus, to be my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, forgive me all of my sins. I turn this life in its entirety into your hands. I receive grace to live for you all of my days. I declare and declare, I am blood bought. I am blood washed, child of the living God. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I thank you. I thank you. Place upon me right now the garment of praise and worship in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.